In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Roto-Viz family, welcome back to the On The Daily DFS podcast. You can find us on Twitter at On The Daily DFS. You can find me at FF, and of course my fellow co-hosts at Matt Jones TFR and at TJ Calkins as well. We are here to take you game by game through the main slate for week 14. Guys, uh, we discussed before we got on the air about season long and, and how that's all going and... Uh, I, you know, Matt doesn't play a lot of season long, so he made the playoffs on 100% of his one leagues. And uh, TJ and I got some other stuff going on. But, you know, we have a 13-game slate this week. So let's not waste any time. We have a lot to talk about, and there's a lot of good players spread out across the slate. We're just going to jump right into the games. And we kick off with the Vikings and the Buccaneers with a over of 51-point Five guys, Dalvin Cook comes in at a whopping $9,400, coming off of 32 carry, nine target game. He caught six of those targets last week, and they asked him how he feels today. And his response was, He feels great. Now, 26.9 points is a lot of points, but when you're spending $9,200, right, it's kind of hard to get the return value on that that you want. So, Matt, is uh, is Dalvin Cook a, a need to play in cash, or we're going to go through some other guys I think are probably better bang for your buck this week, but what's your opinion on Dalvin Cook? Yeah, I mean, he, um, he saw 33 expected points last week. He actually was, um, you know, somewhat – somewhat unlucky as far as actual fantasy scoring goes compared to the workload that he was given. But um, nine targets is the second most he's ever seen uh, in his career, which uh, I thought was interesting. He's really only had, I believe, um, I think it was only three or four games over eight targets, which I didn't really – I feel like he's just like – one of those guys who just sees a million targets all the time. But uh, looking back at it, he actually is closer to five most weeks. Um, I mean, I don't see how you how you don't play him in cash. Uh, he's going to continue to – I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. I think you can figure out other ways, um, but I don't think he's a bad cash play. Uh, so I, I don't know that I'm going to – 
uh, necessarily get there, but I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's like the wrong decision um, if you can find the salary to play him. Um, what about you, TJ? What are you doing with him in tournaments? Man, I'll be honest. Uh, I, I like the passing game here for Minnesota a lot better. Uh, I like the wide receivers. I, I actually like Cousins a little bit, which is uh, kind of wild. But uh, the, the 9,400 is so prohibitive. And just looking at the next two backs down the list, I would project both of them to score more points, assuming uh, McCaffrey plays. So at the very top end of the uh, of the running back sheet here, I, I'm – essentially out on Cook. I really don't like the price. I don't like the matchup, and I, I very well could be without him completely this week. Yeah, and uh, speaking of those, the, the passing game and the wide receivers, you know, Adam Thielen comes in $400 cheaper this week than Justin Jefferson, and Justin Jefferson is a lot of flash and a lot of big plays, and we've seen the this list of him being the second highest yardage total rookie in his first 12 games behind Odell Beckham and he's more than Randy Moss on the same team yada 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 but uh you know all Adam Thielen does is catch touchdowns the man has 12 touchdowns this year so Matt Jones if you need to make a choice between JJ at 7400 and Thielen at 7000 what direction are you going I mean why not both I can't argue with that either I mean it's yeah, I mean, you figure, I don't know. I mean, this, it, it that's obviously, uh, you know, more, more of a tournament play. Um, but I, I don't really see uh, a reason why not to. You figure those two guys see such a high percentage of Cousins' targets. And um, considering how popular Cook will probably end up being, I feel like it will be decent leverage too. Like, I figure cook will at least be 15 to 20 percent like somewhere in that range um so if you play two receivers on a team with a running back that's going to push 20 percent ownership in a tournament i feel like that is usually going to be um at least somewhat unique like a lot of people are going to use one of those guys i don't know how often you're going to see uh them stack together and then you can also pick uh you know pick a receiver on the other side for a mini correlation if you want um but the the two of them are uh in the top 15 for expected points over the last month so they are both getting uh really solid workloads the knock on jefferson was that he really wasn't seeing um you know like a ton of targets but that has uh that has started to shift so i I think you're probably flipping coins between these two guys, and I think playing both of them is uh, an interesting way to uh, be a little unique. Well, let's talk about who we would bring back on the other side, TJ. So uh, I do believe that this is going to get over the the 51.5 total. I think there's a, a path to a lot of points in this game. And uh, Tom Brady comes in at 6,900. He's had three 30-plus point games this year. And I have a feeling they're going to come out of the bye week throwing. I, I have a feeling they've done a little bit more work with Antonio Brown. Now, the guy in the red zone all year has been Mike Evans. He's gotten plenty of touchdown targets, plenty of red zone targets, end zone targets. And he's come through on a lot of short touchdowns this year. But I just have a feeling at $5,500 that Antonio Brown is the best, the best value of these three wide receivers. This week, um, Godwin 
didn't practice again with the finger. I'm sure he's going to play, but he's still got the finger lingering. And Evans was also limited on Wednesday with the hamstring. And this is coming out of a bye week where they've already been off. So if you're going to bring a wide receiver back or if you're looking to pick one of the three, what, what's the order you have these guys in, TJ? Uh, I think it's pretty easily Godwin at the head of the list if he plays. Uh, you know, he's been playing with those pins in his finger since that surgery, and I can't imagine any universe where, you know, just dealing with perhaps a stitch or two or just maybe a cut, whatever you want to call it, is going to be worse than the pins. So Godwin is absolutely at the top of the list for me. But if by some miracle that he doesn't play, then it is A.B., uh, Evans at his price, as you mentioned, how touchdown reliant he is. And I mean, that is essentially the entire bulk of his value. If he doesn't get two touchdowns, he really isn't crushing value of DFS. So I'm just generally staying away from Evans. I mean, I, I've always been that way, but this year, you know, without those short touchdowns, he'd be considered a massive bust. So I'm just, uh, away from Evans on Godwin, if not pivoting to AB. How about you, Matt? Yep, I I fully agree. That's the order that I would play them in. All right, uh, as far as the running backs go in this game, you guys can stop me if I'm saying anything you don't agree with, but we're off the Leonard Fournette train at this point because it's become more of a mishmash in the backfield, and when it's going right, it's more Rojo than anything else. But at 6,100, you could go other places this week for backs that are going to be more reliable than any one of these two. The only thing I'll add is – at forty eight hundred dollars before the break, Gronk saw his uh, his best yardage game of the year: seven targets, six receptions for one hundred and six yards. I would like to see if that continues coming out of the break, but that is something we could see down the stretch as this team gets prepared to push for the playoffs. Let's jump over to the Arizona Cardinals and the first place New York Giants. One thing, Matt, we joke about the Giants weekly. The one thing we cannot deny is that the defense is playing really well. They shut down that Seahawks offense for the most part. Last week, no. they seemed to be... The Seahawks shut down the Seahawks offense. Yeah, I, I get it. And, you know, the thing with, with the Seahawks, when we get to that game, we'll talk about how different their scores are from the first nine games to now, the difference in scoring overall on both sides of the ball. Uh, but right now we're on the Cardinals side. And the Cardinals, <clears throat> they've been playing pretty eh, on the, on offense themselves. Lately, uh, Kyler Murray has not been good for multiple weeks now. He he's he's somebody I'm definitely not looking to play, and definitely not looking to play in a spot. I, I know you you want to hate your own your own Giants, but I do feel like they are one of the better defenses in the league right now. So I, I don't know that I'm too excited. Uh, Kenya Drake is fifty five hundred dollars. Um, that is the one place I think you can attack the Giants' defense, Matt. So. If you're going to play anybody on the Arizona side, is it, you have a, a favorite Hopkins getting you excited in any way? Yeah, I mean you would you would hope that uh, that Kyler gets gets back on the right foot <clears throat> at some point, right? Uh, he, the, it's really just like the the yardage total, uh, passing yardage totals have been brutal, like like this year's Lamar Jackson brutal. And he just hasn't been rushing the ball lately either. Like he's only had five rushes in each of the last three weeks and he hasn't rushed for more than 31 yards. Like you're, you're talking about a drop off from the beginning of the year where he was consistently scoring rushing touchdowns and he was consistently 
getting into the 50s and 60s for rushing yards. So when you when you take those 5 to 11 points away, it's going to get pretty ugly pretty quick uh if he's not rushing the ball. So um I'm not like I'm not over the moon um about this game in general. Uh I think that I think Drake is probably fine especially if Kyler's not going to be rushing because part of the problem was that like I said he was taking uh, some of those goal line carries away that could have been Drake's. And we could be talking about Drake as a, uh, you know, having a completely different season. Um, but I know, I know TJ is a, uh, a Drake guy. So what what are your thoughts on Drake at 5,500? And uh, what are you interested in? You're, you're we're, nobody's playing Dan Arnold, right? He was on the field for nine snaps and that isn't that great. Oh man. <laughs> Just so great. Yeah. I loved watching those touchdowns. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and plural is the problem. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely like Drake. I mean, I, I think I might only want running backs in this game, and now we're seeing two years in a row where the Cardinals just slow down. You know, they, they whatever they're doing early in the season, it kind of works, but they can't sustain it. I don't know if it's just because Kyler became banged up and probably because of too much running throughout the course of the season. You know, he's not the largest human out there. Uh, if they would have just split that up with Drake, particularly some of that goal and stuff, uh, like you said, totally different season for Drake, and it's not like they would be worse off for it. I truly don't believe that. Uh, I do think there was some mismanagement throughout the season. Probably things they'll address going forward. But for now, like you said, uh, Drake's probably the only playable guy on the Arizona side. What about you, Sal? Where are you at? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. Hopkins has to get the touchdown last week really to save the day over there. You know, 13 targets, pulls in eight of them, but only 52 yards. And with uh, all the points that Matt made about Kyle Murray right now, until he's healthy, until he's got the ship going in the right direction, I don't want any part of that passing game. Now, you alluded to – running backs in this game and I also agree there I don't want any part of the Giants wide receivers uh especially if Colt McCoy is going to play there is some hope that Daniel Jones is going to play but I'm not sure even with Daniel Jones that there's a receiver that's consistent at all on that team outside of maybe Evan Ingram but you know this isn't a great Evan Ingram week but let's talk about the running backs real quick before we jump out of this game Wayne Goldman is up to 5,700. He has his best rushing game last week and gets absolutely sniped at the line on, on two touchdowns uh, by Alfred Morris, of all things. That It turns a 16-point game, what, what could have been you know, a 30-point blockbuster game from Goldman last week. You know, Matt, can, can, we, can we really consider Goldman reliable now? I mean, the yardage week in, week out, he gets it. And he was getting the touchdowns. Before this game, so at fifty seven hundred, I think Drake is a better play, obviously for two hundred dollars cheaper. But at fifty seven hundred, any interest in Goldman? Yeah, I mean, I think you know if you're if you're just looking at you know whatever opportunities per dollar, um, I don't know that there are very many plays that are better than him. Like, yeah, they're gonna mix in Morris. Yeah, they're gonna um, you know have the corpse of Dion Lewis on the field every so often, but. I mean, he's he's going to see a, a significant chunk of the work, and I I don't know. I I mean, they they clearly trust him on the goal line. They're giving him high value touches, so it really comes down um, 
you know, like I think he's a safe play. I think the the ceiling that he could potentially have is probably um, directly tied to the targets that he sees. He had seen, um, I think, five targets in two of the last five weeks, and those were uh, those were pretty solid games. And then last week he wasn't using the passing game at all. So if that continues, then you gotta you gotta jump ship. But um, I, I do see a situation where he could get you know, three, four targets, uh, and 18 to 20 carries. And like, what the hell else more do you want from a 5,500 or $5,700 running back? We just need Dan Arnold to not play, uh, Alfred Morris in DFS this week. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's hit up the, the Super Bowl champ, Kansas city chiefs against the dolphins with a 49.5 total. The chiefs had to struggle to beat, the Denver Broncos, not as crazy as you think, because it is a division game. And we know in certain matchups, those teams get up to play those guys, but we didn't see a lot of great things out of the chiefs. The, the game was a little bit slower than we used to seeing with them, but that makes me feel all the more why they'll come out this week and just light it up, you know? And uh, every time I feel like it's a bad matchup for them, they prove me wrong. And I think that I felt when I first looked at this game, I was like, Nah, I don't really have a lot of interest in this one. It could be a slow game. Dolphins defense has played well, but Matt Jones made some money off of that same situation a little bit earlier. Like, what are we doing? That's it. So, I mean, I don't know that we have to get into the breakdown of each guy. I'd probably stay away from the running game right now until we figure out what's going on. We have the dreaded, the dreaded Ceh is active, but he didn't touch a ball last week. So, if you were playing that game in like a showdown or something, you really got, you got kind of screwed on that. But. um with that said, if you don't have anything you want to absolutely go into on the Chiefs side, on the Dolphins side, it's Gaskin was right back into that role that TJ, we said last week, if he's back there in that role, and he was right back into it at 5,600. He had 21 carries and two receptions last week. You know, he fumbled the ball. It's to be expected coming back. But at 5,600, they're going to have to do something against this Chiefs offense to, to keep it interesting. And I expect them to probably get a few more targets this week, TJ. So, um, Miles Gaskin or uh, Mike Jacecki, who I know you'll love a lot and had a big game last week. What's <laughs> one of those guys you're interested in this week? Uh, I think Gasecki was something of a result of the brawl, but uh, Gaskin, I'm absolutely interested. And as we speak, I'm just trying to piece a lineup together to see what fits with Mahomes, Tyreek, Kelsey, and Gaskin. I mean, this is truly a game. You can put a core in. You can feel great about the floor. You can feel <clears throat> even better about the ceiling. I mean, let's not forget what Tyreek did the last time he played in Florida. So we we could uh, we could easily see that 60-point game again. Um well, not easily. That's a dumb thing to say, TJ. But no, go easy. There is let's, no. Let's get hot here. Come on. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> there is no limit to what uh, the big three on KC can do, and I, I think they blow up again this week after, like you said, the underwhelming game last week. All right, so you heard it here. I mean, that's a great, great stack in this game, and if if there's nothing else for this one. Let's move along to the the Titans and the Jaguars. We have a 53-point total in this game. And, listen, the Titans got down early last week, similar to the way that they got up early on the Colts the week before, and they had to fight back. So from 
a Titans fan standpoint, if you are out there, Titan fans, it wasn't fun. But from a fantasy standpoint, we saw uh, most of the weapons in an offense outside of Derrick Henry benefit from being down early. And that's what you lose with Derrick Henry. We've been so high on him lately. But since they don't use him enough in the passing game, when they trail early like that, he tends to get taken out of the offense. I don't know why. I don't know why they don't figure a way to throw the ball to him. He's still the best player on on the field. He's still the guy who will get chunks of yardage. And it's just a mismanagement of play with a great player. But I don't think that we have that. It's a big spread in this game. But the Jaguars have stayed in close games with good teams lately. And I think that they're going to do it again this week with the Titans. And I think we have a nice back and forth game. And uh, I think we could be back to considering Tannehill, who we had gotten off of after off to a good start early in the year at 6,700. He put up 32 points last week. He's facing the 29th-ranked QB defense. A.J. Brown. Now, here's where you want to pay attention to A.J. Brown. He missed practice on Wednesday with an undisclosed reason. So if that happens again on Thursday, then that's an issue. But if he's practicing Thursday, then that just means no big deal. He's out there and he's fine. But, I mean – Matt, I'm excited about everybody on the Tennessee side this week. Maybe maybe not the tight ends, but Corey Davis gets me excited at $5,700 coming off a 38-point game. And I'm expecting a heavy dose of Derrick Henry again. And the benefit of last week's bad game is he dropped $500 this week to a nice, affordable $8,700. How about you, Matty? What are you intro into this game? Yeah, I mean, they, they just they took him off the field. Like Jeremy McNichols uh was on the field for almost 50% of the snaps last week. Um they had they just had no incentive to to keep Henry out there like you if you just look at the final score of that game, you have no idea what actually happened like that was that was a uh, uh, pretty embarrassing uh as far as the Titans side goes, but um yeah, I mean I'm going to play the hell out of Derrick Henry this week. I think everybody is um and I'm just going to deal with it. I mean, the the real story, I think, of this year in general and something that uh, I've sort of I didn't I definitely didn't see coming is just Corey Davis's emergence. Right. Like he he only has two fewer uh, targets than A.J. Brown. Uh, he has basically a little bit more air yards like he's he's being used uh, like crazy. And I don't know, like. I never think about really playing him any week, but he's just been like doing well every single week. And he's, uh, he's only 5,700 this week. Um, so I think, I think this is a situation where, um, he'll probably push like eight, 10% ownership. Um, obviously, I mean, if I don't know how seriously, AJ Brown is in danger of of missing or whatever, but I mean, if he missed, like Corey Davis is going to be, uh, and it's basically Brandon Cooks from last week uh, as far as cash games go. Um, but yeah, I want to I want to figure out a way to mix and match all these guys as many ways as I can, because I think Jacksonville is garbage and they 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 uh, busted their nut last week, and I don't think it's going to happen again. <laughs> I'm with you, man. They allowed three skill position players uh, over 20 points on DK yeah. last week, so there's absolutely no reason it can't be spread. It can't be everybody, but so yeah, uh, all the pieces on Tennessee are very much in play. But I mean, 
there is probably not a larger ceiling on the entire slate than Henry's. So, and that includes Tyreek. You know, we we talk about Robinson every week. Again, another another week, another twenty point, another twenty plus points. He's got a good matchup again this week, and I expect him. You know, seventy five hundred dollars. You could probably get uh, guys a little bit cheaper, um, like like we talked about Drake and guys like that. Um, TJ, before we jump out of this game, let's let's talk about wide receivers. You know, we expect them to. I'm expecting the Jaguars to stay in the game, but have to chase a little bit. And you know, we talked about Colin Johnson last week, and he put up a 12 point, you know, like 12 and a half point game last week. He's 3,600 dollars. They're going to be chasing. Uh, you liked him last week. Is it a guy you're interested in going back to this week? Yeah, I kind of thought he was. <clears throat> excuse me. I thought he was direct backup to TJ Chark, but. Looks like he's going to play no matter what. You know, uh, while I like Shark again this week, he is completely boom or bust at this point. I mean, he will kill lineups, as we saw last week. Uh, when he was active, I said, okay, well, I'm going to go to Shark. I didn't end up playing Johnson. You know what? I, I'm not going to make that mistake again. He's a guy I will use to force that KC stack in there. So I'm okay with it. Perfect. Let's jump to the Cowboys and the Bengals with nice low total, 42.5. Matt, I asked before the show, guys, any games that we could skip? Matt's like, yes, Cowboys and Bengals. But before we completely uh, run away from it, just real quick, Zeke limited on Wednesday. Uh, Gallup is $3,800 and saw 11 targets last week. So he's a guy, again, if you're trying to fit somebody cheap in there, they're going to be throwing the ball. Uh, Schultz also interesting at $3,500. He's been getting steady targets TJ, any interest in the passing game uh, in Cincinnati against a horrific Dallas defense? Brandon Allen is uh, fully practiced, $4,900. And Tyler Boyd, before being tossed from a game for some BS fake punch that didn't happen, uh, caught a 72-yard touchdown last week. So obviously it was all on one play. But again, ridiculously cheap options on the Cincinnati side against a bad pass defense. Any interest at all? Uh, I wrote play the under on Allen's passing prop uh, the last two weeks, and I don't care who he plays. I think it's safe to do that every <laughs> single week he starts. So, yeah, no interest whatsoever. You hit the nail <clears throat> hit the nail on the head with Gallup, though. Two weeks in a row, he's getting volume from Dalton. Dalton revenge game, let's not forget that part. Uh, 19 targets from him last two weeks for Gallup, 3,800. He's absolutely great play. Um, yeah, we're not playing Dalton, but Gallup, that's the piece in the game that I'm interested in. Yeah, I might, I might galaxy brain my way into uh, Gallup and cash. I think that might be happening. Cool. Well, there's nothing else in this game, Matt. Take it. Yeah, no, I, I can't talk about Dallas anymore. All right. Uh, so <laughs> to, to uh, let, let's get to our reads here, our sponsors tonight. Our first one is Indeed. 2020 has already shaped, reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, you only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resume 
I almost said resumes, whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore, so it's clear Indeed can get you the help, the quality hire that you need to keep your business going. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. So try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. And you only have a couple more weeks. The offer is only valid through December 31st. And terms and conditions apply. Our other... Uh, sponsor tonight is, as always, our lo- very loyal sponsor, Bet Online. Football's back in full swing, and even though you might not be at a game this year, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. They are going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. If you're into spreads and totals, or if you're into props, they have a prop builder where you can actually like customize, do head-to-heads, and uh, do lots of cool stuff uh, in the prop market which is uh, always fun to get a little extra sweat on Sundays. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today still and start off wagering on wins, division, championship futures. They have rookie of the year, MVP, all that good stuff going right now. So head over to Bet Online today. Take advantage of the sign-up bonus. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I swear I can read. I'm an elementary school teacher. I swear I can read. I just had a hard time there. Now we can resume breaking down games. <laughs> yes, resumes. Let's resume the games. <laughs> All right, guys. We have the Texans and the Bears. This game is a pick 'em with a 45 uh, total on the game. We we saw the Houston Texans lose in a brutal way last week. They were going in for a touchdown and a a fumbled snap. Cost them a game, and it's been a rough year for them. And it looked like they were heading in the right direction. But better luck next year, guys. Uh, Deshaun Watson played his first game without the now-suspended Fuller. I I couldn't remember Will Fuller's first name for a second there. Uh, Will Fuller. And listen, uh, the passing yards were fine. That 341 passing yards, not an issue there. Didn't pass for any touchdowns, but did run for one and added 38 yards rushing. So if that's if his rushing y- yardage starts to go up now that Will Fuller isn't there and he starts running for touchdowns, it's a benefit we weren't getting with him. We, you know, that was something you get from time to time with Sean Watson. But uh, listen, TJ said it here last week. It was a, a Kiki Kute week, and uh, he certainly led the team in both in in all three things: receptions, uh, targets. Yardage um, didn't find the end zone, but put up a nice, healthy day, and he comes back in at five thousand dollars this week, TJ. So, uh, any interest in going back to the Kiki Kute? Well, you know there is one stat he didn't lead them in last week, and that was snaps for wide receivers. And he does have a little bit of an elevated price, but you know who doesn't? Chad Hansen, who also got a hundred last week. And I am going right back to Hanson this week. It looks like Kiki's banged up. It looks like Brandon Coates is banged up. They're going to activate Hanson now from the practice squad. I think they're going to be losing the game. I think David Moore, we'll, we'll get to David Montgomery here in a minute, but I think he's going to absolutely take the Texans' soul. 
So I think there's going to be lots of opportunities for the great majority of the game for all the wide receivers. But at that $3,900 price tag, give me all the handsome. How about you, Matt? Mm, Bob, that's all I hear when you say handsome. Yeah, Chad. Chad Hansen looks exactly like you think a Chad Hansen would look like. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. He's like he's a he's, caricature of himself. Yeah, we literally we said on on the on the fantasy football report this weekend. We Hassan said that he could be a, an extra on the OC, and I fully agree. Um, he also has one of the funniest uh, stat explorer visuals because he, I guess he got in a couple games in like 2017. I think he played for the Jets. And then he has nothing in 2018 and 2019. And then in week 13, he has like a random 15-point game. It's it's in the article this week. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah, 3,900. If, if he has any sort of role um, and they're going to be in catch-up mode uh, or at least, you know, I, I think they can put up points regardless – of uh the script i think that watson is going to go to him again uh there was clearly something there last week so i'm good with that call um and then you can uh you can tell us why uh why we need to get montgomery in our lineups again this week you could tell him tj oh i I was waiting for you so i I was going to ask him was self-explanatory or not I it uh, it is, but I don't think. <laughs> what did he? He was only twenty eight percent owned last week, so seventy two percent of people didn't understand. So, and they say the edge is gone. Can you hear me in the back? Hello. <laughs> He's got twenty eight point three and twenty seven point one the last two weeks in DK points, and he comes in at sixty five hundred dollars, a thousand cheaper than James Robinson, and we love Robinson, but again, the matchup is better. And um, he's he's getting that Robinson use the last couple of weeks, TJ. Robinson use. Who, who's Robinson? He's, get, he's getting the James Robinson use the last couple. <laughs> I thought of weeks. you meant A Rob because we were on the Bears. Sorry, I was no no poking fun. Yeah, man. I and we we joked about it. I guess all it took was Trubisky to unlock Montgomery. Well, you know what? Now it's happened twice. So I, you know, we have something that resembles a trend we have a matchup that does not get better period i mean them and the lions are the two spots i want to target with running backs more than anyone else at this point in the season but houston is still the easiest this is it i mean this is the matchup you want they did not price him appropriately and i'm going back to the well and going back heavily it's that simple i don't think i mean this is a don't overthink it stupid situation and I'm just gonna make sure I don't overthink it. Yeah, uh, beers. Beers put up a cool tool on uh, on Rotoviz with uh, sort of like a matchup, like where where guys are doing their best versus where defenses are at their worst. And David Montgomery uh, has the the fourth best uh, rating this week behind Henry and the uh, Rams running backs. So uh, definitely. Hard agree. I I am. De- I think I might just lock Montgomery. Honestly, I mean, yeah, I only make five lineups, but you know, <laughs> lock them in because you don't want to be throwing a dart at those Ram running backs anyway. So it's basically. I mean, it's, he's basically it's behind season, Henry, but we'll get there. It was. I don't think I disagree with that at all. So that's good. Before we move on, we you mentioned Allen Robinson. We we loved 
these three guys last week, Trubisky and Robinson added with Montgomery. And again, good matchups for all three guys this week. So, Matt, can we go back to you? I mean, I'm sure you're going to the Trubisky well, at least somewhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's probably uh, as good as it was last week. Um, he didn't quite get there, obviously, with uh, – did he throw for a touchdown? It was the rushing touchdowns going rushing to touch. Montgomery yeah, they, and – He uh, had, one, I believe, one for yeah. troops. If yeah, I, I think he had one. He was pretty close to the bonus, too, if I recall correctly. So, the again, the, the week – could have went a little bit differently the the week prior um he had uh he threw a touchdown to montgomery which was nice if he could just keep doing that um that would be that would be swell so mitch if you're listening uh a little more throwing touchdowns a little less handing off to uh to montgomery but yeah i mean i'll i'll probably have a stack of this uh somehow (coughs) just because like houston is like what are they gonna do well, let's hope he could possibly even throw a passing touchdown to Cole Komet, who comes in at $2,900 and saw seven targets last week and caught five of them. It looks like Jimmy Graham is basically out of this offense and they're going to the rookie. So uh, $2,900, nice and cheap. It gives you the opportunity to do a lot of the things that TJ was talking about earlier with the Kansas City offense if you want to throw him in there. Um, and then you can even flex Kelsey, TJ, by getting Komet into your tight end spot. Um, let's move on to the – oh, TJ wants to stay here for a second. <clears throat> That's 100% quite reasonable. And I have my sheet ready for the show. And right before we started, I remembered I didn't write down commit, and I knew the price of 3K. He needs he needs to be a guy that's mentioned. I mean, uh, you're not going to find a better price at tight end this week. And with the mention of Trubisky, uh, last week he was the super cheap quarterback that looked the best. Uh, we went over this game already. None of us mentioned him, but Mike Glennon's 5,100 this week and plays Tennessee, so I, I don't care how bad at football you are. If you're going to throw it 40 times against them, that's fine. I know. I know, TJ. <laughs> I was I was talking and muted again. It's the third time I've done it this year. I think, but yeah, another good cheap option on offenses that will be throwing and playing from behind. Mike Glenn, an excellent suggestion. Let's jump over to the Broncos and the Panthers, 47-point total. Another defense where we like to start running backs is against the Carolina Panthers. And last week, Melvin Gordon looked – he looked spry, I might say. Um, 131 yards. Uh, on 16 carries, I believe it has, while Lindsey only picked up 26 yards on his 14 carries. So Gordon comes in against the 28th-ranked run, uh, run defense at $5,200. And as I look around at the rest of the Denver Broncos offense, I, uh, there's not a whole lot. I mean, Jerry Judy hasn't done much in weeks. Um, they just aren't using Hamler enough to, uh, you know, I know that's a guy TJ likes. And the best wide receiver on the team has been Tim Patrick in recent weeks. So you might want to look that way at $4,200, guys. But before we jump over to um, the the curse of Christian McCaffrey this year, outside of Gordon, is there anybody you're really interested in on the Denver Broncos side? I mean, no, it's kind of an ugly situation with them right now. I mean, I think we know that Locke isn't the guy. 
going forward, but that's not going to change anything for the rest of this year. So <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, right. So <laughs> we, we it, but I mean, he's just kind of a thin-ish tournament play. You know, there's no passing volume really coming his way right now. But uh, Hamler's three K. There is no floor whatsoever, but he's certainly in play for tournaments. I think. Uh, think if you're playing any receiver on the uh, Broncos, don't chase the touchdowns with Patrick. Play Hamler. But then on the on the Carolina side, I, I don't think I want anyone but McCaffrey. And I assume he plays, but if he doesn't, I'll just probably X through this game. How about you, Matt? You know, Matt, before you speak, uh, TJ, you should be prepared for a very stern uh, letter from Drew Locke's mother because I know it's coming this week after that type of talk because she doesn't put up with that type of stuff about her son. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> um, I'll add so it to the stack. Are we? Are we? Uh, we're we're relatively sure that uh, uh, Samuel and and more are on the COVID list. Yes, they're they on the like list. They do a have chance a chance to play. Yes, they have an opportunity to play. They need to continue to test negative leading up to the game. So there is a chance that they do play. Right now, it is up in the air. I mean, if they don't I'm play, operating and, as if the receivers play for what it's worth, man. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to mention that because if for whatever reason, really, if either of them miss, uh, I'm for sure playing Robbie. Uh, I think with McCaffrey coming back, I think Samuel goes back to a sort of like whatever guy. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what his role is. Um, if, if McCaffrey's it's back, Cordero in Patterson. I think that might be his ceiling with McCaffrey back. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if if more misses and Samuel's active, I am playing Anderson in every single lineup that I play. I might even play extra lineups just so that I could have more Anderson exposure. Um, but other than that, like you guys, you already hit everything that was uh, that was worth chatting about. Yeah, just uh, to point out for you know, the possibility that he misses a thigh injury turned up today for Christian McCaffrey, an injury that didn't previously, he didn't previously have. So it could just be that type of year and it might be a decision to hold him out. And if that's the case, Mike Davis is $6,400, not as cheap as we would have gotten him a couple weeks back when McCaffrey was supposed to play and didn't. But again, he assumes that role for at a $3,000 cheaper price almost then. Dem McCaffrey, but let's follow that up until Sunday, guys, and uh, hopefully McCaffrey is in there because football is better when he plays. But let's get to the late games now, and we have the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions with a 55-point total. These two teams met in week two. The Packers doubled the Lions up 42-21 to in that game, and the thing that uh, sticks out the most about that game was it was the monster Aaron Jones game, but also remember Devontae Adams did not play in that game, so he saw a ton of passing game work. Now, he probably doesn't see that same passing game work, but we start running backs against the Detroit Lions, as TJ mentioned not too long ago, so I'm thinking this is still a very big Aaron Jones game, and this is another one where I'd be really fine playing Everybody across the board on the Green Bay side when I talk about the three main players. I don't know that I get excited about Jamal Williams 
and his role at six thousand. If Jamal Williams was priced in the between four and five thousand dollar range, I might consider it because there's always that chance that he has the big game. Uh, but no, not at six thousand. But Matt, any reason why we should be scared off of playing any uh, Packers in this game? No. <laughs> it's simple. It's pretty easy, I mean, right? No, it's, I, it's easy to make money in DraftKings. I think uh, it was a good sign last week that Aaron Jones uh, was – he was actually on the field a little bit more uh, than he than he has been. Like, he was he was sort of hovering around, like, a, a 50 to 55% snap share, and he was on the field for about two-thirds of the snaps last week. Um, so that's encouraging. Uh, he also saw, uh, I think, a, two or three targets probably, uh, and he had that long run, obviously. So um, I think I think you can easily play him. He'll definitely come with some ownership, uh, and I think I'm I'm actively trying to find a way to get Adams uh, into my cash lineup this week. Yeah, I might. Uh, you know, I, I like Robert Tanyan, uh, Tanyan, however you want to say his name. He's forty two hundred dollars. He's got a touchdown in three straight games. It's not the best matchup for him, and I, I'm probably going to go away from him because we could get the cheaper tight ends this week. But he, again, he has been pretty consistent now, scoring touchdowns with Adams back in the lineup. Um, TJ, if you want to add anything about the Packers, but we're going to touch on the the Lions also. Uh, hopefully. I would actually hope Swift doesn't play this week because I'd love to go back to Adrian Peterson at $5,000 because he just doesn't go away, this guy. But it looks like we're going to lose Galladay again. Didn't practice again on Wednesday. That hurts me in a lot of season-long and and dynasty stuff. Um, But anything you want to add, TJ, about the Packers or the Detroit Lions? Just that this is one of the rare weeks where you don't have to hope for a 70-yard touchdown out of Jones in the last minute for him to hit. So I guess that's a positive. But, uh, yeah, uh, Jones would be my preferred play on the Packers side. And, well, actually, Jones would be my preferred play on the Lions side, too. That'd be Marvin Jones. But uh, I think I'm going to be way underweight on this game. Uh, So just – I feel like Jones is going to end up getting enough to not fully smash, but be the best player on Green Bay, and then just no one truly gets there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Adams might get there just because they force feed him the ball. I mean, Rodgers is force feeding him the ball and touchdowns at this point, so you know he's good for one minimum, possibly two. But ninety three hundred dollars, I mean, that's a lot of a lot of money to put up when you could do some other things this week. All right, let's jump over to. The Jets, the Jets have a, a 16.5 implied total against the Seahawks. Um, we saw them basically, they beat the Raiders. And Greg Williams decided, I want to say, I want to give a middle finger to Adam Gase, and I am going to call a zero coverage uh, defense. And I, I don't know what the hell we saw there. I, you, I texted you guys in the chat. I basically accepted the fact that we were going to lose, and then I could not even believe that that play took place but 46.5 total in this game guys the first nine games russell wilson was the mvp of the nfl right and if you go back and you look at the scores of this game it was 30 something to 30 something 30 something to 40 something and back and forth back and forth nine games they were scoring combined 60 to 70 plus points a game and in the last five or four whatever it is 
they're barely breaking 20 points on both sides. And they're playing a little bit better on defense, but their offense is just not doing anything. So I know this is the Jets, and I think this is a spot that these guys could all get healthy and get right. Um, but are you that trustworthy of it, Matt? Are you trustworthy of the of the Seahawks this week? Yes. All right. Simple. Very yes, simple. Yes, I feel I like we're <laughs> TJ. TJ's eyes are popping out of his head. So TJ, just unmute yourself and speak up. Do the Seahawks make a coaching change this week? <laughs> no, but do you know who they're not coaching against? <laughs> Who's the coach on the other side? That's the that's the bigger problem with them. The only way it could be worse is if it's Lynn. Is it Lynn? Oh. I don't know. All right. Maybe I'm being not hard enough on gays. That's mean. But let's be honest here. If the Seahawks are up 12 to nothing, we are going to see an 80 20 run pass split. Oh, I just want to play Chris Carson. I'm not saying like. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. All right. So you trust him to run the ball. See, I I don't even trust them to give him enough of a workload. That's like only Pete Carroll and company can mess this up. And I think they're going to mess it up. I, I, I mean, I. I don't think it's a sure thing they mess it up, but I don't think it's a coin flip either. I think it's more probable they somehow mess it up from a fantasy football perspective. Well, Chris Carson is said to be the healthiest he has been since coming back from the the injury just two weeks ago, and his load is supposed to go up this week. He's supposed to have much more. <laughs> Matt, as soon as I said it, Matt, as soon as I said it, I knew. Any reach around this week? You know, it's funny. I saw, I got a, 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 somebody sent me a message saying they're putting together a sound bite, top sound bites of 2020. And uh, that sound bite was immediately the reach around sound bite stuck out to me. And I'm going to send it in and see if we make the list this year. But let's, let's jump over to the jet side. Um, Jamison Crowder, TJ, he was back. He was back last week, and, and I think I want Jets wide receivers in this game. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Well, <laughs> Crowder's back. We Right now we have Mims away from the team. Uh, he's got a personal matter. I have no idea how that's going to affect his status for the game. We have Perriman banged up, also didn't get volume last week. Yeah, Crowder didn't necessarily get volume either, but he did score twice. So if there's a play on the Jets' side, it's Crowder, and I mean – the matchup, it, it hasn't been as sweet as it was early in the season, but it, it's still fine. Like, it's nothing to avoid. So, I, I honestly, I think point per dollar, we're probably looking at Crowder as best play in this game. TJ, all roads lead back to Jamison Crowder. Let's go to the the Indianapolis Colts and the Los Oakland Raiders, as Matt Jones likes to call them. Uh, 51.5 total in this game. They'll be playing in Vegas. Guys, uh, there were players, there were running backs on the Jets last week that ran for over 100 yards, so I didn't know we were in the NFL. So tell me why I should not be playing Taylor at $5,800 this week against against this Raiders defense that is just not good at all. I mean, I, I think it's a lock button for me on Jonathan Taylor. Right, just because there's other sweet running back plays, I don't know if you hit the lock button, but you should absolutely be playing Jonathan Taylor this week. And there is just no two ways about it. If someone has an argument against it, at me or uh, if Matt, if you do, which I know you don't, go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think there's an argument against him. I I do think there's still 
even so, <clears throat> probably an argument uh, to be had for Naheem Hines anyway. Like, he's, for whatever reason, they are giving him the goal line work. Like, he's a small gentleman. Like, he is not, he's very tiny. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, he, he did uh, get the, get the short touchdown last week, uh, but he got stuffed on that short fourth down play. Um, I don't know if that, I don't know if that stops and they, they flip that and give it to Taylor. If they start giving those touches to Taylor, then it's game over. Like Taylor is going to have uh, a smash week. Um, if they, if they flip those roles, um, but uh, yeah, I think I, I don't really think you can possibly make a, a really strong case against Taylor this week. Fifty eight hundred. That's uh, the so for for the PGA show. I usually talk about how there's like this. There's always like these groupings, right? Where you kind of have to get like plays right. Um, and obviously, it's different in golf because there's no position, so it's it's a little bit of a different animal. But I think if you get the two from Drake, Gaskin, Gallman, and Taylor, they're all right next to each other. I think if you get those two right, you're going to make a lot of money this weekend. Like, I think those four are going to be, two of those four are going to be in, uh, like, big GPP win, winning teams. I don't know who they are or else I would tell you, but um, <laughs> I, I think that's, like, I think that's Taylor a key. and Gaskin. I th- <laughs> I think that's a key decision point, though, like because those are really like the the cheapest viable running backs. And then you could just do whatever the hell else you want. You could get in. Uh, you could get in the chief stack that you want. You can p- pay up for Adams somewhere if you want. Like you can do all of those other things that you want theoretically want to be doing. So that's my uh, my theory about this week. Uh, listen, I. Uh... T.Y. Hilton, the, the, the ghost of T.Y. Hilton <laughs> showed up. $5,100, 11 targets, 8 receptions, 110 yards in the touchdown. Uh, Matt Jones is not buying in. He doesn't believe it, but it's a good matchup, and it's a relatively reasonable price. Um, and, again, nothing. I want nothing zero uh, on the Raiders' side. Darren Waller is $6,800. We can't ignore what he did last week, especially in a week when – when Matt said he's done with him, <laughs> he has 17 targets, caught 13 of them for 200 I, yards I and two touchdowns. I literally said that that was going to happen, just for the record. <laughs> literally you, said that I never get did, him right. You did say that. And um, at $6,800, probably probably a little prohibitive uh, to get other the, you know, the other stuff that we talked about. But, I mean, am I wrong? There's nothing on the, there's nothing on the Raiders' side to play, right? There's nothing. We've, we spoke about this ad nauseum. There's nothing consistent. There's nothing to project. There's nothing to go to. So I want to go to the Washington football team and the San Francisco 49ers with a total of 43. And you guys tell me why at $4,900, J.D. McKissick isn't in that group of guys that you're talking about this week because we're not going to have Antonio Gibson. And I know that they give entirely too many carries to Peyton Barber, but Peyton Barber had 26 yards on those 14 carries last week. Um, and in one half, I don't know if you guys watched that game. McKissick did not get used in the entire first half of that game. So those 10 targets and 10 receptions for 70 yards came in one half. And I think he's going to get, I think he's going to see 15 plus targets in this game. 
Sal. He's Maddie saw let, fourteen let and fifteen. Here. I will take the under. Do we want to book this, please? He has saw fourteen and fifteen already this year with Gibson healthy. I'll take the under. I will, and late I will still book the under. Sal, come on. All right, let's do it. I'll wait two to one and take the under. I'm going to go 15, 15, and I'm going to take over. But the, I'm going to set it at 14 because I'm going to say 15. So 14, I'll take the over. You guys are going to take the under, right? Okay. Let's go. I just need so him. So, you ask a question. Tell, tell you why not McKissick. Let me be rude and respond to your question with a question. What if they're winning the game? They can't run the ball. They can't run the ball without Gibson, so they don't have the ability to run the ball, so I think they're still going to throw short passes to him. I don't know. What if they said we can't run the ball against Pittsburgh? And that was the realization. But now they come back. And, I mean, San Francisco is a – I just view them as a middle-of-the-road matchup, so I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not sold if they're uh, – they're protecting a lead or have any sort of lead that we won't see a lot of Barber carrying the ball. Yeah, I think Barber will get touches. I, I don't disagree with that. He's going to get touches. You Maybe McKissick will get four or five carries in a game. And Barber will probably get the 15 carries similar to the target total that uh, McKissick going to get. But listen, um, it's just because I'm trying to will it into existence because I have him in so many season long in Dynasty. So, But no, I do feel like he's going to have a big role in the game, uh, Matt. But we saw... Terry McLaurin's worst game of the year last week. And is it Terry McLaurin or is it Alex Smith? Alex Smith is a good NFL quarterback for a team and helping win the game. But is he just detrimental to the weapons on his team? I mean, there, there were good games to be had from wide receivers. (laughs) It just wasn't, it just wasn't McLaurin. Like there was some Sims, a couple of Sims boys. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, what what did Cam Sims see nine targets and came pretty close to hitting the bonus if if memory serves correctly, um, so what I mean what what percentage of the blame goes to McLaurin and what goes to Smith? I mean we could probably philosophically argue that for a really long time and I don't think anybody has the right answer. Um, I mean I I still believe in McLaurin in general. Um, so I, I don't think he's just like, you know, I don't think he's untouchable. I think he's still going to be owned this week. And maybe that was just a situation where schematically and matchup wise, they were just like, they didn't really feel like they needed to try it. That was his lowest target total of the whole season. Um, so maybe they were just like, nah, we're good. Like we like this matchup with this random, uh, cam sims guy and uh we could we could exploit it that way (laughs) i don't don't know but um long term i wouldn't be scared off of mclaurin personally it was a a beautiful go ahead tj i don't know just simply in 2020 we're conditioned to do everything knee jerk and you know oh this happened we need to make some huge adjustment no i mean he had a lower low-ish volume game he had a bad game you know this isn't the week to play him either but he's fine like it's a non-issue yeah, don't play him. All the targets are going to go to J.D. McKissick. But if Cam Sims, who made an absolutely targets for J.D. McKissick, <laughs> a gorgeous Smith is only throwing five passes, but McKissick's getting twenty-seven targets. It's going to be fun. 
If Cam Sims would have dropped that one-armed catch that essentially won the game for them, it led to the touchdown. Um, I would have had a five-team teaser, so I'm not happy with Cam Sims. <laughs> the Steelers was the one team that didn't hit, the one team I wasn't even concerned with uh, that didn't hit in the five-team teaser. And I had a tease to a minus one. All they need to do is literally win the oh, game. You didn't. Oh, Sal. Teasers and 15 target games for McKissick. You're killing me tonight. Maddie, I had four out of the five, man. Uh, Lo- Logan Thomas, Matt, was everything we hoped he would He's be. He's teasing his target total down to 12. <laughs> That's it. And when I win that, Logan Thomas, $3,300, saw nine targets last week. He pulled in all nine for 98 yards and a touchdown, which means I'll go back to him this week, and he will absolutely fuck me over like he's did all the beginning of the season. But he actually looked – Good. Like he looked like a legitimate NFL tight end in that game, and he caught the game winning touchdown. So just his price is not skyrocketed as I would have expected it to do. And by skyrocketing, just being a four thousand dollar range for tight ends. Um over to the Saints and the Eagles. 44 point total in this game, and we get two versions in the last game. We got the 49ers <laughs> all together. <laughs> sorry here let no, me run through the 49ers real quick no don't we be sorry no go what, ahead we have no idea what the usage is going to be with the running backs uh we're not i'm not going to play <clears throat> any of the running backs but brandon Ayuk has been one of the most consistent players every game he's played uh over the past what eight weeks i know he missed a couple weeks in there he's 5400 i think he's a phenomenal play Ayuk, especially if debo's out uh, in many ways, he's been better than Debo lately, right? So I can't argue with that point at all. I had a matchup where I had Debo and the other guy had Ayuk, and that was the difference in a matchup this past week. Um, I lost it because of that. So over to the Saints and the Eagles that I jumped to too quickly, 44-point total. Uh, obviously, the most overwhelming news in this game is that Carson Wentz has finally been benched in – they bring in basically another form of Taysom Hill <laughs> to play quarterback, probably a better quarterback than not even probably a better quarterback than Taysom Hill, but it's going to be a similar type of offense. I think that's going to be run in Philadelphia and Matt, that hurts the weapons in Philadelphia as specifically Miles Sanders it can't is the be guy. Worse than Carson Wentz was. <laughs> it certainly can't. You're right. But uh, no, I um, Miles Sanders is the guy because we saw Kamara again get hurt when Hill took over and um, it's a good Saints defense number one against the run. So legitimately, is there a, there, is there a guy on the Eagles that you could start this week? No, he's shaking his head. No folks. No, I mean, I'm not. No, nobody would. I work hard. I work hard for my money and I am not spending American dollars to figure out if I can be like, cute and first on a Jalen Hurts led offense. Um I am I am all the way set on this. Yeah, I'm good. Well, you did not trust Taysom Hill and he's been, you know, fairly consistent at around twenty four points a game. Are you ready to trust him or is that just you're just not interested in these offenses right now? I mean no. Again, like if if T- like has Taysom Hill really like beat you anywhere? I don't know. Like 
I guess you could play him with Thomas because he feel, it seems like he just throws to Thomas all the time. But I, I like I don't really. I'm not like concerned. Like there are some weeks where I'm making decisions when I'm building lineups where I'm like, I really don't have enough of this guy. I will never feel that way about Taysom Hill under any circumstances. And maybe that maybe I'm just wrong, but I, I like I think I can I think I can build lineups uh, in a way like why are you not finding a hundred dollars for Tannehill? Like why are you why are you not saving four hundred dollars and even playing Cousins at that point? Like I don't know I. I I'm not worried about Hill. He's going to go. TJ, what do you got on this? What do you have in this game, TJ? Matt and I remain on polar opposite islands on Taysom Hill. You know, I I think that 23, 24 points that he's been scoring are are the floor. You know, I I, I asked Matt last week if he was prepared for the double bonus, and it didn't come. It was close on both sides, though. So it was not close. He had two thirty. Let's not like let's not. Go crazy uh, he had eighty here. some rushing too. So you know, it, and he threw the touchdown pass. So he was so, he was eighty percent of the way for the rushing. He, he was not close to the to the passing. Come on, man. Oh, okay. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. He still dropped twenty four points with zero bonuses. He still has a nice match against the this Falcons. Week. Sal could put up twenty three points against the Falcons. <laughs> I mean, Derek Carr, Derek Carr couldn't, but whatever. Or the Eagles? No, uh, I'm saying he played I mean, the Falcons Tannehill. last week. I, how many weeks in the last five has Tannehill hit that say twenty three point marker? One, one, maybe two. So even in a sweet matchup, I I, I much prefer Hill. I mean, he's the guy more likely to hit 30, the guy more likely to hit 20. He has the rushing floor that literally – what other quarterback brings brings that right now? None. Wait, wait. None. How, Zero. How is, how is he more likely to hit 30 if he's never hit 30? So you're saying – okay, it's he started three games happened. and you're, you're using words like never. Come on. But Tannehill has shown <laughs> a ceiling. Like he's literally shown a passing ceiling, right? Like – the the rushing stuff is cute for Hill, but like he, if he doesn't hit both bonuses, like what? When is he doing that? Tannehill hit thirty. I agree last with week. you on Tanny. I mean Tanny. I love Tanny. I agree with you on Tanny. However, those ceilings are negative game script. You know he he's not hitting thirty when they win 40, 42 or nothing. Well, I think that we settle it where we we have to put the three man uh, competition <laughs> what back. What does that even mean? What's happening? We have to do the three man competition this week. Between Jacksonville, like, are, are you so like projecting right a close game there with the Jaguars? Are you projecting? So, so oh, the, if if they score forty two <laughs> points, Tannehill doesn't have a ceiling. I don't understand what that means. I mean, historically here, I mean, I, I, n- not as long as a history as Taysom Hill has. Like, I'm not going to say never. <laughs> but, they put up 42 when points. When smashes, they, they won, it's games They won 42 to 16 against the Bills, and he scored 30 points this year. Okay. They that, won 42 so, 36 against the Texans. 33 points. Yeah, shootout game. They scored 35. But how do you look they at week 42 two points if they won 33 they score 42 points and Tannehill doesn't have a good game? What's it, what scenario would that ever happen, regardless of if they're winning by a lot or not? I don't understand. 
We can go. I mean, we can go through the game well, from last year when Henry smashes, were... especially late in the season like this. It's not all Tammy. You know, he's getting that 18, 19 points. I gotta be honest with you two guys. I was impressed with the the time we were at uh, for thirteen games. We were smashing, and uh, we'll have to continue this. Uh, we're gonna Taste do some a special. Hill triggers, that's both, man. We're gonna do a very special Saints Eagles f- podcast separately uh, that you guys could. Uh, I'm sorry, a, a Saints versus Tennessee Titans podcast. But let's let's uh, wrap this game up and head over to. The Falcons and the Chargers, the last game on the slate with a total of 49. And uh, we were talking before we got on the air uh, about the Scott Fishbowl. I did make the first round of the Scott Fishbowl playoffs. And one of my quarterbacks that I started, well, I started Deshaun Watson and I started Justin Herbert. And on my bench was Derek Carr, just so you know. So I did not have Derek Carr's points, um, but I did have Justin Herbert's points. Now, Justin Herbert scored 6.36 DraftKings points last week. So do either one of you want to take a guess uh, based on the Scott Fishbowl scoring, which gives you negative points for incomplete passes and interceptions and pick sixes, what Justin Herbert scored for me last week in the Scott Fishbowl? I will tell you it's a negative. Yeah, for sure. How negative do you think it was? 12. It was a negative 16.64, and needless to say, I'm not in the Scott Fishbowl playoffs any longer, uh, which is good because that gives me the ability to focus on DraftKings this week. And, guys, this is a really good matchup for this Los Angeles Chargers offense. And I, I tell you, it's been two down weeks, I feel, for Herbert, not just the one. He wasn't great the week before either. But I think it's sixty eight hundred dollars and seventy seven hundred for Keenan Allen against this poor Falcons defense. I'm going to them this week in uh, in DFS. I'm back on this offense completely. It's a great matchup for Eckler. It's a great matchup for Hunter Henry. Um, so, is there any reason you guys disagree with that? I mean, or is we just poop go with the Chargers this week? I mean, that game was so weird last week with with Eckler's usage. I don't think we really can. Uh, like I'm just ignoring that that game even happened and just treating Eckler like I did when he first came back. I don't really have uh, any explanation besides Anthony Lynn for what the hell happened last week. Boy, he's so fired, that guy. Jesus. He's and he's so a fired. nice guy. You know, he's not the douche that Adam Gase is, but he's definitely getting <laughs> fired. Yeah, see ya. TJ, what do you got on the Chargers? Well, I mean, that that's it. That's I, to me everything said is correct there. Um, good guys finish last. Sorry, Lynn, you're you're terrible at this. <laughs> you know who's not terrible? Eckler. So yeah, Eckler's the guy for me here in this game. Listen, it's a forty nine point total. It, it feels low for me in this game because I, I know that the Falcons didn't give up any points to the Raiders a couple of weeks ago, but um, they're not a good defense. The Raiders are just in you know they were just raidering. So I think the Falcons are going to score points in this game and the Chargers are going to score points in this game. And I like the over. Um, maybe I'll even tease the over down a little bit <laughs> to make it easier for myself. But um, let's jump over well, to the here's Falcons. The question, side. Do, yeah. you, do you trust them to score points, the Falcons? Do I, I trust like them? At all. At all? Well, yeah, especially on the road outside. Yeah. 
I, I, I trust them to score points, enough points where I think we'll, we'll go over the 49 because I think the Chargers is going to put up 30 themselves, you know. So I, I trust them to get over 20. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't trust them to smash 30-plus, but I, I trust them to do enough to get over that number. So TJ doesn't seem to like anybody on the Falcons' side. I mean, I don't like the running backs in this game. Gurley, it's – Gurley's banged up. He's probably going to play, but Edo Smith is also banged up with a neck issue, which means we might see a lot of Brian Hill in this game. But Matt, anybody on the Falcon side you like? I mean, it's, it's just the the usual the people that I that I force myself to uh, to play every week. I'm definitely not playing the running backs, though. Um, I guess we'll we'll see. Because, you know, Julio sneezes and throws his back out. So who the hell knows uh, what his availability is. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I think you can uh, you can probably play uh, one of those guys as like a bring back for some some of the Chargers pieces. But I don't I don't love this game either as far as like potential to um, like really like blow out and go crazy and like provide uh, like huge ceilings on the Atlanta side. Leo pulled a hamstring teasing him at McKissick reception total. <laughs> <laughs> he got it down to nine, though, so that's good. Uh, as a guy who's uh, pulled his back sneezing, I say, screw both of you. <laughs> God, you're so right. old, Sal. I am, I am. Guys, anything you guys want to uh, add to the entire slate before we wrap this one up? That is it. Saints, Saints defense is priced properly, but I'm still going to play them. Um, I I think the Bengals defense at price is reasonable at home, but perhaps my favorite defensive play on the slate is the Giants against Arizona right now. Listen, we're going to so, get Matt Jones to love his Giants again if, if it takes everything we got. Yeah, I, I can't wait for them to get blown out in the wild card round and all of this be for nothing. It's going to be super exciting. How bad will it be for the team? That's a foregone conclusion, but enjoy it while it ha- while it's going. I, I I caught myself starting to get like excited, and I just I I had to <laughs> like hook myself up to my car battery and just like shock it out of me. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, TJ. One more thing. Go ahead. Oh, the Joe Judge Kool Aid man drinking. It's it's wonderful. I could not hate that guy Sweet anymore. Sugary. Wait, you hate Joe Judge? Yes. Oh boy, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna I I wow I think he's coach of the year right now, but we'll have to talk about this at another time, uh, guys. This has been <laughs> this has been the on the daily DFS podcast. Check us out on Twitter at on the daily DFS. Uh, we hope to see you next week right back here, and we hope to see you in the green. <laughs>